Welcome to Your Ink Story, a podcast exploring what humans have in common through the stories behind the body art folks wear. I'm your host, Andy Lyons, and I hope these ink-spirational short stories sharing the heart behind tattoos fascinate you and leave you feeling more meaningfully connected to humanity. This is Season 1, Episode 9, and we're tapping into the power of gratitude with Irina Jordan's beautiful Russian-inspired tattoos. Each of her five tattoos are mantras that keep Irina anchored and connected to gratitude while amplifying female empowerment and her beloved Russian heritage. Welcome to Your Ink Story, Irina. I'm so delighted you're here to share your ink story. Thank you, Andy. It's been so exciting to come across this inspirational podcast in my Twitter stream. And I was like, yes, I definitely want to be a guest on this show. This is like speaking to my heart and soul. So thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so delighted you saw that. And Irina, please let folks know how you glow in the world. My main glow is coming from connection, primarily in person, a lot of it virtual. And I really, really get excited coming across and really getting to know a variety of people and their origin stories and where they're coming from whether it's in a corporate setting as an executive or in a more entrepreneurial setting as a founder myself, as well as, as a parent connecting with other parents. So for me, that is where I get kind of all my inspiration and just really that first time and then further connection. And I'm in for book club. So I have a lot of connection going as it is. (laughs) I love that. And you have a side hustle. That sounds very interesting. Yes, I've been in the end of life planning for over 10 years in a very unique side of things where I work with U.S. artists who specialize in making cremation urns for humans and for pets from wood, copper, clay, ceramic, a variety of medium, and they make it all by hand. So that is a very unique, one-of-a-kind pieces that people really been embracing as the cremation getting wide adoption in the U.S. and globally. So that's been a very, very, talking about connection, that's been a wonderful way to connect with people, especially when they're grieving. Listeners, you will find all the details and how to connect with Irina at the website. Just scroll down at the show notes, keep scrolling down, and you'll see all the information for Irina so you can follow her everywhere she glows. So Irina, please share with us your, I like to call it tattoo origin story. How old were you? When did this idea come to you and inspire you to put a beautiful piece of art on your body? And it is a terrific question because I might be one of a unique case study here because my first tattoo happened when I turned 40. Never really been interested in tattoos before, but for me, I view tattoos as more mantras on your body or something that kind of anchors you to something. So they have a lot of meaning. So that first tattoo I got when I turned 40 was Spasiba, which is in Russian means thank you. And Spasiba in Russian has a wider meaning. Think of it more as namaste when you're doing the meditation, yoga and you do your hearts, you know, heart breathing, namaste. It has a broader meaning of I'm grateful. I'm really embracing what I have. I live in the moment. So I ended up really going with that theme because again, turning 40, you just kind of evaluate your life. And I realized that I have a lot to be grateful for. So for me, that was kind of something that I wanted to be anchored and really mantra 
that happened to be on my body. Wow. And so what does it look like? What does the design look like? And listeners, remember, you can hop right on over to Instagram. Tell me your ink story is the handle to see Irina's beautiful body art. I actually went with a lot of Russian motifs and very typical. If you think about Russia, it's a lot of red, some black. If you look at Hachlama, which is a very famous type of artisanal wares, they have a lot of red berries and red leaves. So I interwoven Spasibo, which is in a really kind of blocky Cyrillic letters that's easy to read, especially if you speak Russian. And that was really interesting because people can see it from the distance and they know who I am because you don't put Spasibo on your body (laughs) from Asian tattoos. Like you kind of have to be committed to that. So it's very inspired by Russian mythology and folklore and the tradition of our artisan culture. And what we're known for, you can even see those motifs on matryoshkas, what are, you might know them as nesting dolls. So this is kind of very traditional Russian art. What part of the body is it on? It's actually on my left upper arm, just because I prefer tattoos where I can see them. <laughs> because for me, again, they're mantras. So for me, it's more of an anchoring piece where I don't have to find a mirror or bend over. So usually... All of my tattoo placements, which are right now I have five of and I have two more coming, I prefer to be able to see them in some shape or form. Wonderful. And I think that's so important. I love that you're talking about how they're mantras for you. And that's the beauty of body art. It is art on the body that you can look at as a touchstone, as a way to feel more connected to whatever greater meaning that you have that keeps you focused on faith and intention and being present and love. That is so beautiful. And at the age of 40, to be able to say, okay, I'm going to go pick out a tattoo artist and go in and get this design on my body. How did you make the decision of, and I say this because so often we hear about the 16-year-old or the 18-year-old We're not as discerning at those ages as we are when we're 40. So I'm thinking that a little bit more went into the thought about who was going to ink your body. How did you make that decision and who did you go with? I've actually looked around. As you might imagine, Facebook is the center local for all the women in a particular area where they just banter, ask for recommendations. And that's how I found my female tattoo artist where you go to your private Facebook group and you ask other women who are really into inking, it's like, what is your recommendation? And that's how I came across Studio 454 is really well known. It's on Highway 101. It is about 20 minutes from me, but it's actually globally known just because of kind of their vibe. And she was one of the artists at that stage. She was still an emerging artist. <laughs> so she was still kind of like, and she was already popular. So for me, it was very important for her to pick up on my aesthetics The caveat being my best friend designed my first three tattoos. And then my daughter, who is now 18, designed my two last tattoos. So it was not really designed by an actual tattoo artist. It was designed by either my BFF or by my daughter. So that was kind of also part of the process of really making sure that the art done by somebody I really care about is on my body. Irina, I love that because you watch on TikTok talk everyone or IG reels, you'll see one stencil after another. They're picked out of a book. People cut them out. They put them on. Okay, I'll take that. But to have unique art. And how does that work, Irina? So you take a drawing from a best friend forever and take that to the 
tattoo artist, how do they transition that to the body? They put it on a special waxy paper. And then just because again, it's Cyrillic, we spend about 30 minutes making sure it actually is a correct representation of the letters because for them, it's just art and visual kind of visual imagery. The Spasibo was actually easy because it's blocky, it's chunky, it was easy to decipher. When you were to talk about my avatar too, when we went into, what's the, what's the word is? Cursive, cursive. Even in English, people can read cursive. Now imagine cursive in, Syri- in Kyrillic or Russian. So that was a bit tricky because it was a bit more intricate. But again, you actually send it to them, they transpose it, then you come to your appointment. And then you just refine it. And she's very patient with making sure you get what you're really looking for, especially again, because those are letters, not images. So that was a really solid collaboration because I have three tattoos that do have Cyrillic words in them. So that's the reason when I went to her for all five tattoos, because she knew how to collaborate with me on that. I don't think tattoo artists get enough credit to you. Mm-hmm. Seriously, their ability to transfer art and use ink and needles, right? And shading and do all the things, but on somebody's body, how do you stand still, keep that body part still while they're working on you? How does it feel? One guest was saying it was like a bunch of biting ants. How does that work? Or do you use numbing cream? Talk a little bit about your experience. I am a parent of three children, delivered naturally. So tattoo as compared to that was pretty pleasant. So no, no problems there. <laughs> I love that. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. If anybody got gets electrolysis, things like that, it's not a big deal. And when you got your first tattoo, were you sort of loud and proud about it? Check this out. And again, when you're 40, you're coming from it where you don't need anybody's permission to do this. You don't need anybody's judgment. You're not, not going to care as much about that, but you are a professional in the professional world. How did you move about with your tattoos? Were you nervous the first time when you started showing up and you had body art? Nope. I'm a pretty assertive person to begin with. And I think being of Russian origin and having an accent and really being very kind of have a particular personal professional brand. So for me, that was just really intuitive and really part of who I am. And that was a really good conversation starter because again, I was very thoughtful about my tattoo. It meant a lot to me. So it really sparked a lot of conversations. If I were to be in a super conservative environment, it's easy for me to cover up, but usually I don't because there is no need again getting a tattoo at 40 you know what you're getting you know what it means and you already know who you are what your kind of plan in life is so you know how those conversations can evolve and for me that was part of my heritage so for me it was a very natural and organic process in terms of that tattoo and all the other forthcoming tattoos because for me this is who i am listeners if you have tattoos leave some messages in the comments, let us know what it was like for you the first time you showed up with your big, beautiful or tiny piece of gorgeous art on your body. If it was able to be seen or if you quietly kept it under wraps until that special moment, we'd love to hear it. So hop on over to Instagram, tell me your ink story or send me a voicemail by visiting the yourinkstory.com website. You'll see that mic. You can do an audio if you want, or leave a comment right there in the comment sections on the website or wherever you are tuning in. Now, walk us through the rest of your body art because it's so beautiful. What came next? And 
talk about what each design means to you. I'm really big into balance and organic flow. So I did get my second tattoo on my other arm, which was in the same spot, How and very similar in terms of the aesthetics, however, I went with the cursive. And it incorporates two words, svoboda, which means freedom, and then shastia, which means happiness. If you pick up on the math, svoboda and shastia both have seven letters. So it was balanced that way. So again, for me, it was more of a mantra of like really embracing who you are and just being grateful and just really kind of, it's like a triptych. You have thank you, and then you have happiness and freedom. And that becomes a theme which also flowed into my third tattoo, which is right over my heart and across like my breast area, which means health. Zdorovia means health. And I also put in number 13 because for me, it's a lucky number. And even though for people they have, it has a controversial reputation for me, particularly it actually has all the good vibes. So part of the health, which I am really grateful for my health, I also integrated the 13 and again, very similar motif to that red and black accents right. and leaves and berries. So kind of form the trilogy of the mantras right across my upper body. And if people are into chakras or EFT, um, mm-hmm. the energy freedom tapping, it kind of really fits well. Yes. So that kind of like all this goes with the flow for all those things as well. And what's so beautiful in the one you were talking about freedom and, and gratitude and thank you has a beautiful red lines flowing through them. And these almost like little quotes that have, that give it a vibe. And then with your one for over your heart, there's a shape of the heart, but there's these beautiful lines creating the heart and flow. And then there's these three little dashes coming out of almost the center of the heart Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. It feels like really good energy. And it is. <laughs> so when you look at that, because you can see it in the, in the mirror, and whether you're tapping or you're working on your chakras, you can see that and say, okay. And do you have affirmations that go with that that help you? Or seeing the body art brings uh, that to mind for you yeah. as a mantra? Again, I always go back to the gratitude and the health and the family. I don't get elaborate. Even in my meditation practice, I usually focus on one or three words as well as that with the tapping, which I do daily. So for me, just more of using the same repetitive, you know, being grateful for things. And those are usually things you take for granted sometimes. It creates an evergreen and really organic practice for you where you don't have to like strain yourself mentally, where you actually don't want to be straining mentally. So for me, that worked really well, especially because I'm such a hyper intense person to really go with the really low key mantras or meditation practices. And again, tattoos do help as part of that because those are the visual anchors to really stay in it. Right. Keep it simple, sweetheart. You know, that one word is all you need. And then it's there to remind you because it's so easy to get distracted by social media, by the work we're doing, by our family members. And these wonderful touchstones that you've created in your body art are just amazing. And when you are out in public now, you've got a lot more tattoos on your body. How are people responding? Have people asked you when you've been waiting in line at the grocery store or out and about? I usually get compliments. And if people can recognize the alphabet, especially with Spasibo, because it is easy to read. Usually there is a conversation starter, whether they can or cannot read it. 
I haven't had any negative encounters about that, but I think it's also how you present yourself. You kind of have to embrace your body art and not be really shy about it. I'm really proud of it. And I'm really grateful for it. So for me, that's been an enhanced additive to my life versus a negative one. Well, and because your body art is so significant to you, it's almost like you're walking in your truth every day, wherever you glow. Exactly. I love that. Listeners with tattoos, how do folks respond to your ink? All right. We want to know, hit those comments, let us know. And those of you who are contemplating tattoos or just love hearing tattoo stories, but have no intention, how do you respond when you see someone with tattoos? Have you been shy? Have you been like, I'd love to know, but I'm afraid to ask. Let us know. Your Ink Story podcast is about not just telling these inspirational stories, but providing representation, perhaps, for folks to be able to be curious, whether you're sitting at the bar or in, or in line at the grocery store to inquire about someone's art. Because let me tell you, you will see their eyes light up as they tell you the ink stories. You will feel a deeper connection through their story. And there will be a wonderful feeling and glow that you have for the rest of the day after hearing this story. So please be sure to hop on over to Instagram, tell me your ink story, or visit yourinkstory.com and let us know what you think. Tell us about your other tattoos, because you have two more tattoos, and then you have two on the way. We want to know everything. The two of the answer was more of a progression of how I think of tattoos, and I actually started with Makosh, M-O-K-O-S-H, it is the only known Slavic deity, and you can think of it as Mother Earth or Gaia, whatever you prefer to call it. And again, it's steeped in a really kind of traditional Slavic tradition. And think of it as a protector of women, as a deity that empowers women. It's the only known deity in the Slavic tradition that is a female and really focused on females. So for me, that was really essential to reflect that on my body it is in a more archetypal form because it's so ancient think of it as more of an abstract representation of the deity so that was my next one and then i had to balance it out with fortuna which is really lady luck and you know the whole favors the bold and for me it's really a reinforcement of really being in your flow and really going with your intuition and especially as a female you really have to embrace of who you are and what you represent. And as you get older, you either enhance it or you suppress it. So if you just enhance it, I think Fortuna really comes handy where, again, it anchors you into being open to new opportunities and being excited about possibilities, especially now as like 40s, 50s, and 60s for women is just the Renaissance age. So I think that kind of comes really naturally to have those two deities represented on my particular body. And Fortuna has the horn of plenty in there, right? Yes, yes, she does. Lots so of money flowing out of it, lots of gold coins. That's right, women. Make the money, get the bag, as we like to say online. <laughs> and we can be empowered around abundance of all types. It's so easy for me to receive. Women are so good at giving, but we can also receive. And that's a beautiful tattoo. The detail, everyone, is extraordinary. And what I love about the Mokash, is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Mokash. Mokash. It has an ancient feel to it. 
It's beautiful. Is that a flower coming up to? I mean, it's just gorgeous. And it is a hat. It's a red hat. Again, I wanted to have that red component part of it. That was kind of an improvisational piece, but it ties in back to the first three tattoos because Makosh was my fourth and then Fortuna was my fifth. And then the sixth and seventh is, I think Fox, especially in Russian folklore, is kind of really villainized, being, you know, conniving animal that tricks everybody. But I think of Fox of being really a female that really knows how to hustle in a really <laughs> positive manner. So for me, the fox in the black, more abstract on one shoulder blade. And then I'm a year of the rabbit, which is 2023 is the year of the rabbit. And I think it represents a really nice yin and yang with the whole fox and rabbit, even, you know, the whole, if you go into folklore <laughs> and fairy <laughs> tales, but it does have a deeper meaning of cold spirit animal or the zodiac. So for me, it feeds into the whole narrative of understanding who you are and getting the reinforcements from the mythology or in the Asian tradition in a more subtle and tasteful way. You don't have to be like really obnoxious about it, but you can find the way. And then for the rabbit, I also really huge fan of Matrix. And there was that girl in the first scene, follow the white rabbit. So for me, that also has that kind of extra play on it because I think Matrix was really a groundbreaking movie at that time. So it has a multiple layers to it. So I thought it was pretty playful. I think it's wonderful. They're going to be right there on either side, that yin and yang on your back shoulder, you said? Yes, which I can still see. Yes. <laughs> so you for can me, still it's all see. about position. I'm so excited. And I love hearing these stories and what they mean to you. So you've got the two more tattoos. Who drew these? These were drawn by your daughter? Yes, she's a really outstanding artist, even though that is not your major, but she's really talented. So for me, it has an additional meaning of my child being the initiator or the starter of my tattoos, which is always fun. What is the name of your tattoo artist? Her name is Lauren. She is actually now a really well-known artist. Again, I've been with her for a number of years and she really kind of raced through the ranks. You know how with the tattoo artists, they get a following, they get bigger. It's just a more of a snowball effect. So she does work at 454 Studio out of Encinitas in California. So that is all my tattoos of her doing, so to speak. She's been a terrific artist to collaborate with. And I am a big fan of continuity, especially if you had a really outstanding experience with your first tattoo, which is kind of your kind of baseline of how you have your experience with getting a tattoo. So if you had a really good one, I would recommend really staying with the artist, especially if that artist is really good with a style that you like. You just want to stick with it. Excellent advice coming to you from Irina, who has the experience and the wisdom that comes from being just a little bit older in life and choosing someone. And I'm thinking that Lauren is on her way to being a master inker. No doubt. Listeners, be sure to follow your ink story on Instagram to see not only the images of Irina's beautiful body art, but she has some fun photos of Lauren as well, her wonderful tattoo artist. Thank you so much, Irina, for sharing your beautiful ink stories with us. I'm deeply grateful for your inspirational insights about the art of tattoos and the heart behind your tattoos. You've helped us connect more deeply with each other. Thank you, Andy. It's been a pleasure and time flew by. It always does when you're having so much fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Ink Story. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you are tuning in. 
And if this episode inspired you, please share it so we can all feel more connected through our common humanity and lived experiences. If you or someone you know would like to share a meaningful ink story on the podcast, please send me an email, andy at yourinkstory.com, along with a brief description. Feel free to share your thoughts about this episode via a voicemail message by visiting yourinkstory.com. And when you get to the website, just tap the podcast mic icon located in the lower right-hand corner of the screen and leave your message. Until next time, I'm wishing you a delicious day everywhere you glow. Cheers.